everyone. This is Ethan Freeman, your host on the Freeman Art Company podcast. With us today from New York is John McCarthy, a former lawyer turned restaurateur turned artist. He shares with us his journey to becoming an artist after realizing practicing law was not how he wanted to spend his days. As a chef, his transition into painting has had many overlaps, both in terms of technique as well as business. Many listeners will be able to relate with John and glean some tips that they can apply to their own business. Let's get started. We'll just do it for like an hour or so. No problem. Awesome. Hello, everybody. Uh, Welcome to Freeman Art Company podcast. With us today is John McCarthy. He's a painter in New York. Uh, He spent most of his time. So, John, thank you for joining us. Uh, Nice to be here. Awesome. If you could, just for the audience, kind of uh, say, you know, any fill in anything that I missed out with the introduction. Sure. Uh, you know, I've um, I've been in a couple of industries. I, I started out, uh, uh, obviously, after college. I, I worked for uh, the Pennsylvania state government for a while, then found my way to law school, uh, became a lawyer, uh, worked in Tennessee for a while. I also clerked for a United States Court of Appeals judge in the Third Circuit. Um and then uh, found my way to New York. I uh, had my own law firm for a while, uh, maybe eight years, uh, nine years, and uh, didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like practicing law. So I actually went back to school. I went to culinary school. Uh, they now defunct, unfortunately, French Culinary Institute in uh, Soho, New York. And uh, from there, uh, went to work in New York restaurants, Michelin restaurants. And then uh, opened my own restaurant in upstate New York called the Crimson Sparrow. And uh, that was around, uh, it was open for seven years, eight years. And then uh, opened a couple of more restaurants in New York, um, one in Miami that didn't last very long. Um, and then uh, sort of, well, a year before the pandemic, uh, I was able to sell the last of my restaurants um, that wasn't because I saw the pandemic coming. It was only because uh, right. it was time to sell it. So I, um, probably two or three years before I sold the restaurant, um, I started painting more as a sort of a hobby, uh, a sort of post service stress reliever. Um, and, uh, since then, uh, it's become uh, all consuming, uh, it's uh, what I spend the majority of my time on. Um, I still do some consulting um, for restaurants in New York. I am um, an advisor uh, to the New York Japanese Restaurant Association, which is a conglomeration of uh, Japanese restaurants in New York. Um, and uh, so I, I help advise them some legal issues, some just sort of logistical issues. Um, also promotion. It's a 501c organization. Um, so I do that. Uh, it's been critically important, obviously, during the pandemic, um, as that has taken out, uh, you know, a lot of restaurants. Um, there, the, the number of Japanese restaurants in New York right now is back down to the level it was in the year 2000. So they've lost wow. 20 years of growth. Wow. Yeah, it's devastating. So we're trying very hard to keep them afloat, uh, essentially, working closely with other uh, 501Cs and, and whatnot. So, but when I'm not doing that, I'm obviously, uh, I'm painting. So, and, um, you know, uh, as, as a new painter, uh, you know, I'm untrained, self-taught, um, sort of learning my way through the art world and how it works, because nobody in my family painted. Nobody was in the art world. Um, and it's a completely different animal than, uh, say, the legal world or business, uh, you know, restaurant business industry. Um, so I've had, I've had to, to sort of feel my way through, um, kind of work out uh, through contacts and, and talking to people how the industry works. And uh, I wish I could say here now that uh, I'm extremely successful at it, but I'm, I'm getting there. I know it's a great right. Right, it is. Yeah. So, what, what drew you to art? Um, was it like as a means of escape from uh, the hectic life of a chef? 
was it uh, what, what made you do art over picking up some other hobby you know uh post post restaurant service it's you know 11 30 12 o'clock state it wasn't as late as in new york but you know there are very few things you can do you know, at 11 30 12 o'clock uh, my wife uh painted um from time to time and i she'd just taken a class or something and uh i sat down with her and just started i don't know painting circles or something i i think the first one was called the red orb it was, it was, a, it was a red ball um but then realized you know what this is, this is kind of relaxing you know uh um you know so eventually that has has morphed into what uh i do now which is uh um sort of hopefully more complex than a red ball but uh um but you know it's 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 more of uh it was more of just trying to find something to do um at 11 30 12 o'clock at night um and so you know paint paint for an hour or two and go to bed but now it's completely different schedule obviously i'm not working full-time in a restaurant um so i have much more time to paint was the stress from the restaurant kind of did that kind of help you with your artistic and creative endeavor? I, I think any distraction from um, the stresses and pressures of whatever you're doing, whether it's uh, you know, uh, fortunately, unfortunately, or for whatever, um, I've probably been involved in the, the two uh, most stressful um, and uh, I'll say riddled with uh, alcohol and drug abuse industries in the country. Uh, <laughs> Lawyers are, are notorious for drinking heavily. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously in restaurants, there's, you know, I'm not the first one to talk about it. There's, there's an incredible uh, strain, unfortunately, of drug abuse and, and alcohol abuse. And, you know, there's been a lot of people who have written about it lately. Um, but so um, I, I don't I didn't find it as a lawyer. So a painting as a lawyer. So uh, maybe I just needed it more in the restaurant. Right. But uh, yeah, it's helped. I mean, it's uh, it did help. Um, now it's 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 more it's just fun, uh, fun for me to do. Where do you, where do you where would you say that you're at like right now? Um, when did you start, and what have you learned from that delta? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, as a self-taught artist, I mean, you, you, two things, I guess. You, you watch a lot of instructional videos just to see what people are doing. I don't do that much anymore. I just, maybe I just look at the videos to see what they're doing in terms of, wow, you know, like color combinations or, or progressive techniques. The second thing is you're going to spend a lot of money, whether it be on paints, brushes, uh, canvases, uh, whatever, whatever the case is. Um, and you know, it's trial and error. Um, and I would say that the first couple of years I made, more errors than than most um because i was trying to to cram things into a small period of time instead of uh looking at it in a, in a long view um and saying this is what i want to do um probably riddled with uh, some angst and anger as well so <laughs> um, right they always say don't don't cook angry it makes bitter food or something so probably the same holds true for painting so now where I am is I'm, I'm becoming much more comfortable um, in, in what I'm doing. Um, uh, you know, I think I think posting anything publicly uh, is a frightening prospect, particularly when you don't know whether it's good or, or what you're doing is proper or right. Um, but I think right now I'm I'm pretty happy with what I'm doing. Um, what would you say is like your distribution of, of time, uh, on art within, within, within the scope of your business? Like, um, well, right now, I mean, the pandemic, I mean, it's, it's essentially, uh, disabled the ability to, uh, successfully open and operate a, an ongoing restaurant concern. Um, I think anyone who does that is, uh, well, backed financially quite well, uh, but they're also maybe um, seeing an advantage in lower rents or something along those lines. Um, I just think that the current climate in New York is not going to allow me to open a restaurant for at least another year. Um, 
so right now, uh, I'm almost a full-time painter. Uh, that's what I do uh, outside of outside of consulting for the for the Japanese Restaurant Association. So I would say eighty twenty. Uh, well, within, within the art, though, how much time is spent painting versus doing things like podcasts or marketing? Uh, you know, Instagram takes takes quite a bit. You know, if anyone's ever set up a, a commercial website to sell art, it's 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 a drawn out process. I mean, I dedicate days. Uh, like, say, for example, Wednesday will be my repost day for the commercial website that I've got. Um, and, you know, just the downloading, the sizing, the descriptions, you know, everything else that goes into it. So I would say probably uh, actual painting is probably, it breaks down probably 60-40. Okay. You know, because it, it, it does take a while uh, to do that. Um, so it, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, my, I'm having trouble with Instagram today. I, I I wasn't going to say, but they won't let me post comments, you know, like a description. I don't know why they say they need to protect their community. <laughs> right. I don't understand these messages, but I sent a notice and said, hey, I'm just trying to make a, a dollar here. Um, right. But you never know. So, you know, you run into those problems, and I've been dealing with that since 930 this morning. What time is it? Two? So, right. Yeah. Um, We're experiencing the same thing. We're trying to get some ads going on uh, Instagram. And you have to sign up to Facebook and create a profile, and it's just sketchy all the way through because I just created some random profile, no photos, no friends, nothing, just so that I could create a business page, just so that I could get ads on to Instagram and market there. And then, of course, they've said that it's blocked for no reason, and it takes like a month to fix. Yeah, they zapped, they zapped out my, uh, my mobile Facebook on my phone um, for no reason. And it makes no sense. No, and and you know I'm not the kind of guy who posts anything political or inflammatory. No. I, I I don't I exactly. Don't I think these, they just blanket it. They're like I'm if not one of those anonymous it. guys who likes to 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 threaten people and and you know I, it's just not what I do. Um, but, but but you would say that on camera if you were one of those people. Well, you know, like I might say, like you know, check me out. I'm, I'm witty as hell because I see yeah, that right. inflated sense of who they are. But yeah, it's. Uh, so I, I don't know if it's because of that deletion that now Instagram, but I have three Instagram accounts. So, uh, and the one I'm talking about is four or five Oh one C organizations trying to help struggling restaurants. So uh, <laughs> listen, uh, I want the restaurants. Yeah. I mean, it, it, but I don't understand why, uh, why they've chosen it. So, you know, it's not like I could call Mr. Instagram and say, hey, exactly. What's up with your product? Um, no, there's no number. You can't call Instagram. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm sending a, a message into the ether and hoping someone says, oh, I feel sorry for this guy. Yeah. Um, but things like that, I think, you know, individual artists who are trying to, to sell, whether it be also on things like Art Finder or, uh, you know, uh, I, there's one I, I haven't figured out yet, Art Storefronts. But, you know, I'm not involved in a whole lot of these. Art Finder has been a bit frustrating for me. Because it seems most of their focus is a European community of followers. And they want you to say up front how much shipping costs are. Well, right. I don't know how much shipping is to Sofia, Bulgaria. Um, right. You know, for a particular size product. Um, but they want that up front. So, you know, it could be that you sell something on ArtFinder for, say, a thousand bucks and then find out shipping to Bulgaria is $950. So, You've made fifty dollars, um, but I, and I've asked Artfinder about that. Can I just say to the customer, "Here's the, the shipping costs. Send it, and, and, and you know I'll send the product." Like, no, you can't. Right. Now I don't. I don't sell on Artfinders. Right. What was their commission split? I forget what it is on Artfinder. Is it thirty uh, percent? I think it's thirty percent. Um, but again, I, I don't, uh, you know, without that huge un, unknown being resolved, um, you, you're, you may be in the red uh, after you send it and pay for right. shipping. So, you know, that wasn't the most, and, and again, too, they're based, I think, in London. So anytime I had a problem beyond, say, noon, they're gone. They've checked out. Right. They're, in the, they're in the pub. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> Maybe not now, but 
um, I could never get anyone to, to, you know, help. So it was particularly frustrating. I think I still have a page, but uh, it's not really active. Did they charge for you to have like to post on there or was it just a commission fee? I think art finder charges. I want to say it's $12 a month, uh, just to be able to post. And then they have graduated plans. I think it's $5, $10, $15 or something. Um, $5, you can only post five pictures, you know, 10, and then the unlimited, I think, is $15. 15 yeah. Right. Yeah, it's, it's strange how, uh, like, going back just to advertisements or comments, in a world with, you know, everybody having a phone in their hands, it's still, I hate to use the word, but it's, it's a monopoly with advertisements and with content creation, like, how many eyeballs get on you. And there's really only, like, tried and true a few only a few companies it seems that are resemble anything that's a tool that artists can actually use and make money on. True. Which and is crazy. I think that you know even the the promotions that you pay for on Instagram. Uh, I mean, you know, let's let's put it this way. I used to have an engagement of a couple of hundred people per post, and 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 I'll say it. This is when I was painting things that I wouldn't post anymore. They changed the algorithms in the last few, couple of years twice. Each time I have lost at least 50% of what I think is the audience for potential likes. Um, you, you know, then they, they give you these guidelines. Well, you know, if you, if you pay for promotions, if you engage, if you tag, if you, I, I don't get it. I, I really don't. Um, and there's a, a cadre, an army of ex- uh, Instagram and Google uh, employees out there who are charging you to get your SEO up and your exposure out there. Um, but I'm not sure paying those people for, for followers and likes is actually um, the most effective because, because I keep asking these people that ask me to pay for it. What, what's the ROI? How do I, how do I determine what the ROI is on my money spent with you to sales um, to, to give it anecdotal reference when I owned a restaurant I post a picture of food uh, hoping that it would drive people to the restaurant but then you find out your 2,000 followers 1,200 of them are in Denmark and Japan they're not walking mm. down the street to come in so you've got this this, this limited number of engaged followers for that particular product now I understand art's a bit different but, uh, you know, what what number of the new followers do they get are people that are just bored looking at potted plants and want to look at paintings? Um, right. Are they are they collectors? Are they buyers? Um, but they nobody will ever tell you what your your return on your investment is um, in terms of what equating 10,000 followers to X number of, of sales or potential sales. Um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure, quite sure how that works. To be honest. I mean, yeah, not, it seems like you want to get paying customers in front of you from the get go. I mean, you're kind, you're kind of, you're velvet roping it a little bit in terms of, you know, if someone's willing to pay for a subscription to get the content to see art, it's, it's, it's because they're interested in it. It's not because it randomly comes up in their feed and they like right. it. It's, you know, they are interested in it from the perspective either of either you know, looking at it and paying the $10 to support ours, or they're actually looking to buy something. Right. Uh, if they see it, they, they just got to have it. Um, right. Or perhaps they see a style and they see an artist and they're like, look, you know, um, I'd like you to do something for me, you know, commission. Right. Uh, I mean, so I think that's a bit different. Um, and and yeah. you're, 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 you're sifting through and sort of narrowing. Right. The yeah. Of right. People who are actually right. interested. Right, exactly. And then I think another cool thing, so I was actually a nutrition major. I like cooking and I plan if this entrepreneurial thing works out well and I can get to a place, you know, hopefully by the age of like 40 where I have a year or two, I'm totally going to cooking school. I think about it every day yeah, <laughs> and uh, how to make all the different sauces, work with oils, do all the cooking chemistry. It's a class in college on that. It was awesome because I was able to get stoned as hell every day, but I had a class. Would show up and and we would you know make muffins but make them in different types of oven and 
do the micro and then you analyze all the different types of crumb structure what it was it was tons of fun so so for me like i want to be able to search for artists like hey if you're a chef like i want to check out your stuff so like and, and the idea like i don't i don't i'm not from the art world either and i'm not you know i don't i've never bought any art don't really have that but i do know that i enjoy knowing the artist first and then seeing what art they have afterwards it just speaks more to me so i think it'd be cool to have a function where you can search for artists based off of hobbies or even have some form of a personality test it's like hey you and this artist answered similar uh to all these questions you'll probably think a little bit alike you might as well check out his profile and then you look like oh wow that guy you know here's some similarity like i already like him a lot yeah let me see if i can buy some interestingly i uh for five years, I worked at uh, WD50, Wiley Dufresne, which is that he was one of the preeminent chefs uh, for what they used to call molecular gastronomy. Um, and so we used to do. Is that the one in Chicago? No, uh, that's Grand Ack. It's uh, Wiley's in New York at WD50, which was uh, at 50 Clinton Street on the Lower East Side. Um, but yeah, we're good. You know, we used to use all the hydrocolloids and um, all the gums and really do some cool stuff so it was it was a lot of fun to do it it was a chemistry class every day yeah that's awesome i love chemistry once you once you once you learn how to cook with that stuff the recipe is pretty easy but uh, um yeah yeah, that was incredibly interesting it was also incredibly creative environment and then when we had uh, i had my own place we, we also tried to sort of push the envelope and be as creative as possible so you know you have to change the way you think um about food and presentation and cooking um, techniques and textures and, and some of the same things honestly that go into the way i paint yeah i was going to say there has to be so much of a correlation with how technical it is to cook and then all the instruments and just how if you're at that level your brain i mean the kitchen is just a mon- like so different than the average person whenever they say the word kitchen so i'm sure that you're able to take that large framework you already built up from cooking and be like, okay, how do I fill in all these holes in these rooms with the art world? So it kind of gives you a really good starting structure. Interesting, interestingly enough, when I first started painting, uh, I was using, um, I was doing a lot of knife painting with palettes that I would take in for the restaurant, <laughs> palette knives, uh, because we used to do a lot of, you know, schmears and, and stuff on the plate. And I was like, well, you know, if it's good enough for the plate, it'd be good enough for a canvas. So a lot right. of my earlier works were, were knife painting, uh, knife painting um, uh, acrylic and oil. Um, but yeah, it was it's what I was comfortable with. Um, and then it slowly is, is morphed into, you know, acquiring different techniques and seeing what people are doing. And, you know, trial and error again every time I tried something new. Um, and it, like it's it's the same as cooking. You're you're gonna burn some shit. I mean, you're going to, you're going to really make some stuff you don't want to eat, but right. every time you do it, you're like, oh, okay, I would do this differently, this differently. The temperature needs to be different. And we needed to change, you know, the type of flour and the mixture of flour. And, and, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of things that go into cooking that uh, are, are, are translatable to the way I've approached yeah. uh, painting and art. Having different textures in with the art and different on the canvas and having different like color, um, some are more earth tone or what, yeah, like switching up. Yeah, it looks like uh, one of those gastronomical tables where they display you know, everything out. Well, you know, the Japanese, I cooked, I cooked a lot of Japanese food and, um, you know, I, I staged in, in Japan for, for a month in a sushi restaurant. You know, you learn the what? Japanese have a very focused, um, uh, approach to cooking and food, um, uh, washoku, their food. Um, you know the five, the five, uh, the five ways of cooking, the five senses, five colors should be represented as much as possible to create balance. And um, you know that approach works well with painting as well. Um, and in fact, uh, I, I use a a Japanese colorist. Uh, he's a fashion designer artist. Uh, a guy named Sanzo Wada, uh, incredible little book that he put he puts these puts together these books, and what they are are color combinations that are uh, reflective of uh, you know nature and symmetry and Buddhist ideology and, and uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, it's kind of a guide you know but uh, how do you spell his name Sanzo S A N Z O W-A-D-A. Hold on one second. 
This is the book right here. Okay. And it's yes. It's called a dictionary of color combinations. And let me make sure I've got his name right. Yeah, you do. I have uh, I have that up online. The PDF, a dictionary of color combinations. Oh, he's gone. Yeah. He was like 80, late 60s. Like super hip, cool Japanese fashion guy and artist. Yeah, awesome. Inside, it's got all these like really cool color, color combinations. And, you know, it goes from two, three, four, and five, I think five series. Um, so you'll see how they kind of go together. And this summer, I did a whole series just based on that book. Oh, that's awesome. Have you, so with, with so many connections to these nice restaurants and establishments, have you been able to uh, kind of market your art towards them and get commissions? Not really. Um, you know, the, the, those, those two worlds are only starting <laughs> to meet each other um, at this point right now. I've, I've had a couple of restaurants that uh, did want to put, uh, that have put some of my work up. Um, but I really haven't marketed directly to restaurants and it may be, honestly, it may be a while before I do that. Yeah, I totally forgot. I'm from Texas, so we, we don't, you know, we're a little different with the whole thing. I live in Colorado, so it, I'm, you know, but, uh, yeah, I forget that New York is still like shut down, which is crazy. It's shut down. We are, we are, Absolutely. Only, we're right now 25% occupancy. And I think next week, I think it's going to go to 35%. Maybe, <laughs> but the strange thing is, is that it's seventy-five percent in the rest of the state. So, um, if if you ask me to explain to you why uh, it's that way, I have no idea. There's no caution. There's caution. Well, I mean, the, you know, the transmission rate according to contact tracing in New York City is one point two percent. In living rooms, it's seventy-five percent. Right. The average common sense thinker would say get people out of the house, but nobody's thinking that way. Um, they'd rather have them sitting in sheds on the road at 40 degrees. And, I mean, yeah. The whole thing's crazy. It's uh, I mean, like there's so many, you know, inconsistencies and, and uh, right. I don't understand the approach, but I do know that it's really hurting the restaurants. Um, and you know, let's face it. Asking them to buy a fifteen hundred dollar, you know, painting or even a hundred and fifty dollar painting uh, when they're coming out of not being able to pay rent, not having indoor dining, you know, right. PPP loans have been exhausted. I mean, uh, I'm not sure that that's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I felt like such a, I felt like such a douchebag. I had a, it was right whenever COVID was like really taking off like a year ago. And like here in Colorado, you know, everything was pretty much closed and it was just drive through. And, uh, I, you know, naturally I think like, you know, like on a Tuesday at two o'clock, there should be some type of sushi deal going on, you know, discounted. <laughs> and I, called, I called this, I called this one company like Tokyo or something, you know, like kind of a chain sushi restaurant. I was like, Hey, do y'all have any like specials going on right now? And the girl's voice was just like, you were such an inconsiderate asshole. <laughs> I was like, Oh wait, you're actually like really struggling right now. So it's kind of a wake up call, but yeah, it's with the, with the restaurants, man. And it's, just, it's every, it's everyone though. I mean, like they've shut down, you know, let, let's face it. They shut down galleries. Um, right. No, only yeah. allowed 25% of the capacity. So yeah. it, it's not just restaurants, although, you know, you might visit a gallery once a month if, if you're really into it, but you'll probably visit a restaurant three times a week, four times a week. So right. the amount of loss, uh, yeah. you know, percentage of loss is much, much greater. Um, yeah, you, know, you can't, you can't survive on, on takeout and delivery alone because right. you're, you're missing all the alcohol. Um, yeah. Alcohol sales are, are tremendous for restaurants necessary. Right. Yeah. I hope it comes back soon. I mean, naively you would hope that with galleries and restaurants that, you know, basically all those are arts, community, you know, social life. It's what you work for, literally. So you have free time to go enjoy yourself. Yeah, and they're trying to come up with a program to. to it's like just give us money. Just give them money. Just come up with some program that's pretty simple. It's like, hey, if you've been around for three years before COVID, 
then we'll give you money. And if it's like one year before, we'll give you a different amount or you know, something like that, where it's like, we'll just print the money. We'll, we'll suffer later. They're going to. I mean, uh, the, the 20, what is it? The $1.9 trillion COVID bill is going to be passed today. That includes, I think, $26 billion for restaurants. Now, um, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm never optimistic when there's right. that much money involved and I mean, remember ppp was supposed to be small small business bailout and you had guys like shake shack and multi-million right. dollar corporations and hedge funds getting ppp loans so right. um you know and it wasn't managed well enough the first time around the first covid relief because while they passed the 1.9 trillion dollar bill this time there's still a trillion dollars left over from last time so um, I'm not. I'm hoping. I'm optimistic that it's going to get to the people that need it. Um, I'm just. I've just become in the last year super cynical about. Uh, um, it's an altruistic and, and you know I guess good-hearted endeavor. Uh, it's the follow-through and execution that always seems yeah. to leave those who need it most behind. I hope that doesn't work out this time. Yeah. Yeah. Someone so brought up a good point about, you know, these politicians were elected in a moment and, and you know, in a time that they, they, no one would ever have expected this to happen. And the scope of the role of a politician was very different. And now we're realizing like, oh, these people, half of them are absolute idiots. They truly are not that smart. And I hope that with this whole thing, people kind of wake up and realize like, yeah, hey, maybe whenever, you know, I get older, I should run for city council or, you know, get more involved like, legitimately instead of criticizing people that are out there. Like me, I'd rather be in charge. Criticize me. Yeah, exactly. And it's the same people that, uh, I guess. Some smart people. people science people. people. Yeah, well, you know, science people, but also, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not referencing anyone in particular, but I think having a business background, meaning not a business degree, but you've actually opened the business. You've written checks. Right. And paid people. You've hired people. You've fired people, which is right. difficult. You've had to make a decision whether your business continues or closes. How do you wrap up a business and pay off your vendors and make sure everyone is um, taken care of, not only because it's the ethical thing to do, but it's also a reputation saver for yourself. So that right. if you want to do it again, people don't say, oh, you're, you're the uh, guy who didn't pay me last time. Um I like people with that kind of a background because decisions they make that they think is, is just a macro decision, it, the, the micro effect on every single business uh, that operates is felt by far more people than they think because, you know, uh, it, 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 it's hard enough to run a business. But if you're creating regulations and, and hoops and hurdles and fines and you're not understanding the impact that it has on the business. Right. And I think people that have that background are more sensitive to it. Um, right. And, you know, we have, I think we have 13 or 14 people lined up to run for mayor of New York next time. Yeah. It's a lot. Andrew Wayne's yeah. winner. Yeah. Andrew Yang right now is, I guess, by polls uh, sitting on top. So, you know, like him or hate him. And I don't care what side you are. The guy's actually owned the business. So what what things have you learned from this pandemic and, co and cooking that you think are uh, applicable to artists trying to push their products uh, in this market? Oh, boy. Um, you know, I have uh, some very close artist friends who follow the, the trends during the COVID pandemic. And apparently um, the, the art sales during the pandemic have skyrocketed because um, – People Everyone's working. Home. Yeah, they're at home. They're on the computer. They're looking for diversion. Uh, they're also sitting in a space uh, for uh, 24 hours a day. Right. And they used to only spend four hours a day. Right. So you start looking at walls and go, man, I just need to put something on that wall or I'm going to through it. So I think those, those people who never thought about buying art now are buying. Um, right. They also are probably. Um, homeschooling some kids uh, um, but you know, maybe they want to look a bit mature you can't put up the college poster anymore you know and my favorite was the queen is dead the smiths you know, it was a huge six-foot poster but I, I mean maybe i could get away with it but people want something that's uh, made by an artist and so right. 
I think I think uh, that's been incredibly. Uh, uh, it's a great opportunity for artists um, from the side of uh, as opposed to to cooking. I mean, it's really hard for for restaurants to to get noticed when you're you're serving most of your stuff in, in plastic containers and tubs and in a brown paper bag. You know what I mean? Right. It's not. There's not. It's not sexy. I mean, most people that get into opening restaurants and operating restaurants like to provide what I call the whole experience. Um, you know, we used to say uh, I would go back to a restaurant that had okay food but phenomenal service, as opposed to a place right. I'd never go back to, which was, you know, bad service and excellent food because one's going to irritate you more than the other. Mm-hmm. So I think what's missing is uh, people in the industry want to be hospitable. It's a hospitality industry, and they're not being given the opportunity to be hospitable, um, to take care of people. Um, and I think uh, uh, whether that comes back or not, uh, you know, quickly or five years, ten years, uh, I think a lot of it unfortunately depends on the next mayor of New York. Um, but it's 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 an interesting thing for me because the art world let me say this the art world is at least on the social media end of it much more supportive than I found the culinary world on right. the social media perspective. Um, there was always sort of a, a hostile competition in the culinary world where you know people would talk trash about this and that and food and, and the spaces. Whereas everyone in the art world just seems very encouraging of, you know, each other. You know, like, oh, you're doing some cool stuff. That's interesting. Uh, looks great. Keep it up. It's 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 much more welcoming. Um, I th- I would hope that after the pandemic, uh, restaurants realize that uh, they need to be a more of a community. Um, the, the arts community as well in New York is going to see some some type of of shift. Uh, mm-hmm. So I have a few questions just about our art um, and, and uh, you know what it means for you. Sure. Maybe maybe wrap up with that because um, there's quite a few questions. Uh, so what does art mean for you? What does art mean for you, considering you know the breadth of your career so far and where you're at? Well, I, I, again, it, you know, uh, I, I spent a considerable part of my professional life as a lawyer. Um, and you find very quickly that uh, lawyers in particular don't uh, look for, seek out, or reward, for that matter, uh, creative behavior. Um, you know, they like things to be uh, sort of uh, the same, consistent. You know, you need only look at, at the, the, the legal concept of stare decisis, which is comes out once in a while when they have Supreme Court uh, justices being uh, examined. Um, basically, that which was before will always be. So there's little in, there's little flexibility in that particular environment. So what I've been able to, to, to feel uh, in both cooking and art is the fact that um, it is sort of an open um, uh, you know area where you can be creative. And you know, sometimes it's creative to the point where you know I look at it and go, "That's complete shite." Uh, and sometimes you you get creative and you're like, "Oh man, that's really cool! I didn't know that was in my head." Um, so that particular uh, aspect of it, I think, is particularly important. So just how cre- how how creative one can be in this in this aspect of art is what art is over for you. Yeah, you're also creating something. You know, I was always jealous of guys that built houses. Um, you know, I was in construction for a year or two, you know, when I was growing up in summer jobs, but I was always impressed by that because they could actually drive by a building and say, I built it. Uh, I built right. That sidewalk. They, they created things. Uh, as a lawyer, I didn't have that satisfaction. Um, so, you know, being able to create food that people like, um, <laughs> what started out wasn't so much that they took thousands of pictures of either. Um, but, you know, people are, are using that as a platform for their own businesses, so whether it's the foodie guys, and, <laughs> excuse me, uh, you know, things like that, I, I, you know, more power to them. 
Um, but then you have the art end of it where you know, someone likes the image so much and the, the visual so much that they want to hang it in their house and show it off to their friends. That's super cool. That's a great feeling when someone buys your stuff and says, hey, um, I want this to be part of my life now, my space. Um, I think that's incredibly rewarding. Yeah, I think building, uh, really for anybody, guy or girl, which is something deep, like something primal, you know, it's resonated to see like I, as this like little enzyme, you know, put together something, you know, decrease activation energy or whatever, you know, did like I created something that's like a stable thing. And we had International Women's Day. We and it's functional. As opposed to people doing things. Um, women, are, women are creating, women are running businesses. They're creating in the COVID uh, pandemic era, you know, just as much as men. And, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so, you know, the, I think the creativity part of it is, is just, you know, creativity, create, they're creating. Making. Um, yeah, it feels great. And, it, and, it's, and it's contributing uh, to a better place, I think. Yeah. Uh, so what, what, what is your creative process? I understand, you know, you take a lot of your techniques and kind of mental schemes from cooking and put that on the canvas, but what would you say overall is kind of the stepwise process? Uh, it differs. I mean, sometimes it's a, a particular image. Sometimes it's just, uh, it's color, um, you know, uh, wanting to work with certain color combinations and then seeing how that plays out. I mean, most of my work now uh, of late is, um, um, is, is is a lot of collage. So actually what I'm doing is, is doing either uh, an ink or uh, acrylic underpainting, which, you know, allows me to do certain things, just try things out. And then um, I take Japanese washi paper, rice paper, um, you know, different types of Asian papers. Uh, sometimes they're printed. Sometimes I paint on them and then use that to transfer to um, the, um, the canvas. Um, and so it's, it's a mixture of painting and collage, collage and painting. So it's actually a, a pretty long process. Yeah, no, it looks like you have a billion layers on everything. A lot. <laughs> it's a lot of glue and it's a lot of paper. How long would it take for you to, or I guess, what's, what's the dimension of most of your uh, art? Uh, I've done small pieces. If you can see this piece right here, it's 12 by 12. That's not mine. This is uh, 12 by 12. And then the ones you see over my shoulder here, uh, what are they, uh, 40 by 60, uh, 30 by 40, uh, I do 16 by 20, there's a lot of them right here, and then, um, you know, 25, 24 by 24, 30 by 30s are usually where I go, I mean, this whole room is filled with uh, paintings, so I don't have a huge studio where I can store these massive uh, 6 foot by 10 foot pieces. Right. Someday, someday maybe that'd be fun, um, but uh, I'm not. I'm not really there in terms of a setup capacity yet. Um, right. And I think that's probably true for a lot of artists that don't have huge spaces, warehouse spaces, because they they, they can't get out of their house or their, their studio. So um, they're working on what with what they can. I do a lot of work on paper as well. So. Have you ever thought of? Uh renting out the arts or rotating it instead of increasing, you know, the overhead to store the paint or the, the paintings, you could market it as like, Hey, pay 300 down payment or $300 deposit for like you know, insurance. And then otherwise it's 50 bucks a month for, you know, the 30 by 30. I've never and thought of that. I, but I, and I get that out, out of your place and you start making money on it. And then you have metrics attached to it, a cap rate. And then you can kind of extrapolate from there the pricing and then kind of like play the game against them against each other and make your value go up. And also, you know, you're, you're getting exposure, uh, real life exposure with the piece as opposed to, you know, I used to have a, I used to have a certain issue with uh, uh, Instagram and food. You know, you take a picture of 
on this food. It's a different angle. The lighting's perfect. And then you serve that dish during dinner service, and the lighting's down, and you know right. people, you know, try to take a picture. It doesn't come out right, and, and they'll say, "Hey, this doesn't look like the Instagram picture." I would, you know, I spent. Then, <laughs> 20 minutes, you know, making sure it was lit from the bottom side top and, and had, you know, had it sitting on top of the head of my waiter. So, right. you know, come on, man. Yeah. yeah. We posed for it. We hired people. How's it taste? Company. How does it taste, man? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it, it, that's the nonsensical stuff we used to get into in the restaurant from the art perspective. Next time I go to a restaurant, I'm going to ask that. I'm to <laughs> Golden Corral. I bring them here. Yeah, right. this, uh, I think Golden Corral is done, aren't they? They're, 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 <laughs> I hope so. They uh, the but, you know, the, the thing with art is it's sometimes hard for people to visualize. There's a couple of good apps that have, you know, in-situ kind of programs where you can hang the painting in a room. But by and large, I think people that uh, – they like to see it. It's not so much they want to touch it, but they want to see texture. They want to see exactly you know, the Pictures. movement of it. They want to see, you know, it's, I've started taking pictures of, of my paintings with some border because when you take a picture of it, you know, wrapped, it's, it's hard to visualize what that painting looks like um, right. in, in sort of, you're looking at it in a vacuum. Um, and I think, uh, you know, if it has some kind of reference, I think people yeah. uh, you know, get a feel for it. It's the same thing with music for me. I always forget that because I just listen to you know, music all the time, like everybody else, like all day while you're working. And uh, and then you finally go to a concert, which I don't go to a ton of concerts and you know, before pandemic, obviously. And you go there and you realize, like, oh, this is what music sounds like. This is, like, actually the thing. And what I heard was just a watered-down idea of this band. And I think the same thing with art. It's like, man, especially, like, you know, with artists, you know, of course you want to make the big sale. But also, like, you got to remember there's people out there like me. You know, hopefully if things go well, I'll have money to be able to buy art. And I have, obviously, the desire to do it. So if, if there's some way to get in at an early age with people that are on a good trajectory that you know, and, you know, 15 years, 20 years from now, they'll be a good client. And but how can we get them to you know get involved with my project right now? So like, oh, let's do the rotating art. They could pay 50 bucks a month, and then as they get better and you know more money, you know potentially that's a customer down the road. Or they're renting, and someone walks by and says, "Hey man, right. where'd you get that? I'd like to buy that." Well, I can't afford to buy it, but if you want to buy it, then contact this guy. I mean, right. that word amounts in, indispensable and. Um, yeah. It's funny, music, the the last concert I saw was in November, December, right before the pandemic, it was Tool. And um, I'll just say that if it's the last concert I've ever seen, I'm okay with that. That's awesome. Mind-bending. Yeah. But yeah, I've been a huge fan for years, but finally got to see them. uh, That's awesome. Third round. Third band I should listen to more. I've listened to a few songs, but I know they're they're like really pop, like people that are like 10 years older than me or a little bit older. Like tools the best. I need to check them out. I think those those concepts of, of you know people. Instagram's great, but Instagram has become. Uh, I'm not going to say pedestrian because that that belittles what it does. Uh, but I think when everyone's doing it, there's nothing that distinguishes right. from the next guy, or the next lady, the next. Uh, the next painter, the next cook. Yeah. How is there not like an Instagram just for the arts? Well, exactly. I mean, I remember, and I don't follow it very closely, but there there was a movement some time ago where if you didn't want to be a dot com, you could be a dot biz or a dot something or other dot, dot triple X or something. Um, But, you know, is there a dot arts? Um, I don't know. Um, but those types of things, I think, were they were moving that way. And then I think Instagram probably crushed it and said, you know, yeah. "This is this is a big community of pictures." Um, but I also think, in some ways, uh, you're posting pictures. If you're trying to post pictures with content, um, you've got to be a bit careful because I think the more people are around Instagram and Facebook and uh, social media, the more they're reverting basically to the caveman kind of. Uh, 
mentality, which is, oh, picture, oh, picture, oh, picture. Mm-hmm. You're not reading. Now, like, that's not the important Let's part. be honest. The, the whole purpose of a phone for a male, uh, you know, it's really just to try to get laid, no matter what your orientation is. It's basically that you're either texting or calling someone, trying to hook up. You're trying to get on Instagram, check out people that you find attractive. Whether it's physically or what they're doing, you try to DM them. And you, you know, you go to maybe a couple of those .xx websites, and you know, it's like that's basically what it is for the dude. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Whenever I'm on Instagram looking at photos of art, and then there's you know a girl in a bikini, I'm like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to have just art. And so overall, what 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 would you say are your goals moving forward as in, in your within your art career? And is there ever a point where you would be able, like, is there a number in your head? You're like, yeah, if I get these key performance indicators I can I'm going to do this full time or are you just passionate about restaurants that you'll always do both I I mean I, I think you know look I'm getting a bit older it's harder to, to work 16 hour shifts on your feet and, and you know um, bust your hump that hard um, I, I, I really love painting so if I could turn this into a full time money making venture then I'm so much the happier um, and it allows me to do it, um, you know, not only full time, but anywhere where I want, um, whether that's in the city where I have a, a co-op, uh, or upstate where I have a house, um, I can split my time between the two and, and that, that would be, a, sort of a happy, um, kind of a happy condition if I could, could be able to do that. So, you know, I, I think I'm moving towards that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think obviously you know, if, if you're if you're if you're doing this and not making any money, then it becomes only an expensive hobby. Uh, right. So the idea is to generate more sales, uh, to get a, a more of a profile and exposure to those people that are not only interested in acquiring art, but are also willing to um, uh, promote the art that the, that they see, whether it's worthy of it. Um, so. Those are the goals in the next, uh, I'd say, six months, um, which I think is probably when New York will open up, uh, hopefully, uh, full-time again. Right. Cool. Awesome, man. Where can people find you if they wanted to follow your art or reach out to you? Yeah, so uh, the website is uh, johnmccarthyart.com. Uh, Instagram is uh, sparrow, as in the bird, underscore suzume, S-U-Z-U-M-E underscore art um and if you're interested in food uh chef j m c and the numeral three j m c three chef j m c three um those are those are the links awesome cool i'll, I'll check out the uh chef one for sure i have a little instagram page that i just follow chefs and cooking so <laughs> well, that's a good combination chefs and art that's all good Awesome. Cool. Well, man, I really appreciate your time. This is a great conversation. Tons yeah, of fun. Well, absolutely. Good luck. To talk right. to you soon. Appreciate it, man. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll send you, 